the starting lineup for your Gangsters, what's up guys? Are you a slacker? Envy. I'm not gonna debate you, Jerry. God bless the internet. Welcome to Flicking and Screaming. I am Jed Sprague, here with my co-hosts Evan Fagundis. Hello. And JT Chipman. Uh, hi, everyone. And this week, we are embarking on the journey that will be the 2010s movie draft. I'm excited. This is going to be an epic one. But before we get into it, gentlemen, how are we doing? What kind of emotional baggage are we bringing to the table this week? Evan. Oh, man. I can't say I'm bringing too much baggage. To be honest, I've been feeling a lot better lately. I know, you know, we were talking last week about being sick. And, uh, you know, I still feel a little something, but I'm feeling a lot better. I'm getting to celebrate my brother's um, birthday this weekend. We're going to celebrate, you know, another birthday um, in spirit uh, over on your side of the uh, on your side of the world, Jed. Um, But overall, I'm doing well. Um, I'm I'm kind of hanging out. Uh, by myself right now, Emily is out of town. She's on a big trip. So i uh, just been watching a lot of movies. That was a long answer. Chip, how are you, my friend? I'm really good. Um, baggage free right now, I'd say. You know, empty-handed. <laughs> uh, I, it, we, we might discover some baggage along the way. I think that's the worry with this particular podcast mm-hmm. is by the end, hands might be full of suitcases and, and luggage and carry-ons and such. But right now, you know, clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. There you go. How are you, Jed? Uh, wow, both of you guys asking in sync. Asking in sync. We're great friends. My heart is full. Um, I'm good. You know, uh, you kind of hinted at it, Evan. My daughter Charlie turns two tomorrow, and that is fucking wild. Uh, to process the fact that I'm gonna have a two year old. Um, and so you know, there's some there's some shared tears today between me and my my lovely wife trying to figure out uh how we. Where'd all of the time go? Um, but I'm doing well. I'm excited to be chatting about, I think, the era of movies that I resonate with most, right? This is our, like, formative years of movie watching. And I know for me, it's when I became an active cinephile, you know? It was when I when I put up my flag and... And I, and I I held up my baton. Yes, I love movies. This is part of who I am. So I'm excited to be chatting about it. Do you feel the same way about this group, like this decade, Chip? No, most certainly. You know, it may it, like okay, gun to my head. If someone was like, "What's your favorite movie, like decade of movies ever?" It's probably this one, just because it's the one I've seen the most movies from. It's when I was in high school. It's when I was in college. It's when I like turned 18, turned 21. These movies are going to matter to me and have so many formative experiences associated with them. And like I can recognize that perhaps it was more important for cinema in the 1970s or 1940s or whatever. But in terms of just the the volume of movies I've seen and the movies that I think at the end of the day are going to last in my life, I I don't know another decade to turn to. Yeah. Evan, you see you feel the same way? I feel very much the same way. I will say it the the nostalgia doesn't hit quite as hard as when we talk about like pirates and some of those movies that came out in that like two thousand four to two thousand nine range, just because those are the memories that kind of become unlocked. But taking a look at lots of these movies and just kind of going through the lists of these years, um, I do feel that 
it's something that's almost like missing for me now, just in the way that I like watched these movies and how carefree I was. Um, the movies that I decided to see from these years, I feel like it was just like a lot of fun. So it's, it's cool to even look back and see the posters and be able to remember like, Oh shoot, I was really excited about this movie coming out when I was, you know, a freshman in high school. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting too, because, uh, this is not only going to be a celebration, but there's going to be a lot of strategy. Um, before we hop in, the rules of this draft, as a reminder, different than any draft we've done, we each have to select one movie from each year. So 2010 through 2019, each year of the decade, uh, as our representative for that movie year. So uh, there's a lot, and you can't double up on years that you maybe loved or, uh, you know, or liked. So I think there's strategy about, you know, do you take your favorite movie first or do you take the uh, your favorite movie from what you think is the weakest year where you don't have, you know, maybe your favorite second pick? Uh, so I think it could be a fascinating, fascinating draft. And we have 10 rounds. Uh, so I propose we just hop into it. What do you guys think? You guys ready to draft? We got We got we to get right to it. This is, this is going to be right. blazing fast. Do we think like, people are going to follow this? Did we do we need to explain it anymore? We, we feeling good about. I yeah, think all right, let, me, let me pick it up as so, we go, right? Yeah, all right. We are doing, just to lay it out there, um, we are doing a movie draft, a format we've done before, but we are doing it for all the years of the 2010s. So that's 2010, 2011, 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. That is 10 years. We each have to pick one movie from one year to be representative in our squads, we do not have to pick them in order by any means. Like, it doesn't have to be like you have to pick 2010 first. It's whatever order you see fit to pick them. Mm-hmm. But once you pick a movie from that year, you cannot pick another movie from that year. Let's spin the wheel and find out who's going to have first pick. I don't want first pick. I'm putting it out there right now. Don't I'll give it to it. me. Give it to me. Give it to Chip. It's Chip as first pick. Fuck. Why did I say something? Why did I have to open my mouth? I don't know. And the second pick is Evan. All right. So, So Jed, you got the 3-4 turn? I got the 3-4 turn. This is also going to be a snake draft. Um, We're going to fly through this because we got a lot of rounds to get through. So, Chip, my friend. Talk to me. What's your number one overall pick for the 2010s movie draft? This is impossible. I am in an impossible situation right here. Um, There's a normie answer. There's a heart answer. But fuck me. I'm picking Phantom Thread. Okay. Good choice. My favorite director of all time. This... I'm 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 picking Phantom Thread. I have posters of this movie in my office right now. I think daily about mushrooms because of this movie. It's important. It matters. It's so romantic. The balloons. Okay. I'm going to say. And the year is? Uh, 2017. So 2017, which is a fucking stacked year, is off the board for me. No, you can wax poetic about your top pick. Come on. I was not trying to cut you off in that way. I was just trying to be like, yeah. No, you're good, man. I mean, we we established Phantom Thread. We I was going to say, what more is there to say? I was I like, know. what more is there to say about Phantom Thread that we haven't already said? Listen to our PTA pod. We put it number one for a reason. Yeah. Evan, your first overall pick. 
my first overall pick is uh, we're we're gonna keep it in 2017. I'm taking Get Out. Wow. Okay. Um, that I, made things so much easier for me. Oh, okay. Well, I'm happy for you. And uh, I really love this movie so much. I I love Get Out. This was my number one overall. Um, the more I thought about it, kind of the easier it was able to uh, to formulate that thought. Jordan Peele, Daniel Kaluuya. I hope we get a ton more of them. I'm looking for like 10 more movies from those two guys mm. um, over the next, you know, 20 years. Wait, so Jed, does this, you said this makes it so much easier for you. Are you going to be rolling into 2017 as well now? No, it makes it easy because now my pick that was actually going to be my first round pick is in 2017. I'm going to take it last because I don't have to worry about taking oh, it because you guys have both. Taken, damn, the strategy. You know, see, so and I think I know what it is too. Of course, if you listen to this podcast, you should know what it is at this Correct. point. Correct. Um, we'll save it. But I got two picks right now, and this is a hard spot for me to be. <sighs> okay. So I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the big boy. I'm gonna knock it off the board. I'm gonna take the Social Network. Uh, in 2010, uh, I just think. You know, so much value at, at yeah. the third overall pick. Arguably the best movie of the decade. Uh, just fucking amazing, amazing stuff. Um, God damn. 2010, <laughs> right? Did you say that? I'm yeah, sorry. 20, yep, 2010. Okay. And then I'm kind of torn right now, but I think I'm going to go with what, in my opinion, uh, is the best movie, but from a year that I'm not, like, stoked about my other picks. And so I'm just going to double it up. I'm going to go 2011. I'm going to take Moneyball off the board right now. I'm going uh, just a Sorkin sweep at one, two. It's just let's let's fucking get it. Uh, so you know, there there was this whole talk in our text thread today where Jed is like, I'm going to pick movies that you guys don't even like for your decade. And then he picked like my oh. number one choices for both 2010 and 2011. Well, let's let's wait. There's there's still time. Guys. Golly. There's still I literally, I, I rewatched one movie in anticipation of this episode. One movie, and it was Moneyball. <laughs> I should have known it wasn't going to fall, though, but I was really counting on, like, not having the first pick so I could take it number two or number three or number five. So uh, so you have you have Moneyball, like, top five of, of, of your, oh, on your easy. overall list? Okay. Easily, yeah. Okay. It, okay. I, I think, too, like, part of it for me was when I look at 2011 – I didn't have as many movies that I was stoked about as Moneyball. And so, like, that was, like, one where I was, like, if I can get Moneyball, I'm feeling really good. But, you know, if I look at some other years, I have, like, even maybe all three movies I'd be stoked to have on my list. Yeah. If that makes sense. Honestly, both, so, both Social Network and Moneyball are, like, so very clear-cut number ones of their year, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sad, though, me, because – I'm kind of sad because there was a, a movie in 2010 I really wanted to take uh, because I love it and also for bit purposes. Uh, <laughs> but I I didn't think that Social Network was going to come to me, and sometimes you have to jump on your opportunities. Evan, what's your number right. two pick? My number two pick is going to be my number two overall, 2013's The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, um, that, would, don't even that was think, my alternative. <laughs> I don't even Sorry. think we need to talk about that. It's, okay. it's all good. I'm glad... You're feeling great about your draft, and I love that for you. I, I 
I don't think I even should say too much about that. I feel like we've talked about this movie a lot here recently, but uh, I love this movie. I think it's one of Martin Scorsese's absolute best. And in the, uh, you know, to round out the top five, getting a great Scorsese, I think is a good value. Yeah, a hundred percent. I, what I meant by that was my alternative. Like that was my alternative to Moneyball. That was what I was. Yeah. Thinking. It was either between that and Moneyball. Cause man, got gotcha. you. I, I fucked up. by not taking Wolf of Wall Street last time we did a movie draft. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of was like, I think I need to. <laughs> Didn't you still uh, win that draft anyway? He did. Yeah, because I got a fucking Raging Bull and Taxi Driver at like three and four, which is I didn't think. I just absurd. didn't think you would go for – I literally was like, oh, Jed won't take Taxi Driver. I really didn't think he would either. That's a great, just, great callback. I just kept waiting for you guys to take it, and it just didn't happen. Um, but, yeah, this is – the stakes are big because right now I, I think I'm up. At you, It's 2-1-1 one, one on the movie draft scoreboard. Um, but, Chip mm-hmm. – I got two picks from you. Your two and three pick. Yeah. I am incredibly conflicted once mm. again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Portrait of a Lady on Fire in 2019. Okay. Oh, that is a such pick. a hard pick for me because Irishman and Hollywood are both right there. And those, like, I believe that all three of those movies are like stone cold masterpieces from like genuine artists. So it's like, how do you even pick amongst them? But like, I do want my list to have a little variety. And portrait when i saw it like like all of those movies knocked the wind out of me but portrait i think my initial reaction to it was maybe the strongest out of all three so i'm Mm -hmm. I'm just looking back on that that feeling of like sitting on my couch i think as quarantine was about to start like just just irreplaceable right um hmm, do i go so that's my 2019 pick which again knocks off a lot of like amazing movies I kind of, I'm going to take Hail Caesar in 2016. Ooh, that's a good one. I There's a I lot that. of, re- again, a lot of really good movies in 2016. Everybody wants some arrival. Hail Caesar is the most rewatchable movie, like, maybe I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I love it's it's I love that it's about the movies. I love that it's about that time of movies. Mm-hmm. It's the best Brolin, I think, maybe I've ever seen. It's maybe the best Tatum we've ever seen. It's also so full of this like dread and like there's literally a subplot involving Lockheed Martin and that just feels so relevant and everlasting from from that time until now. So hail Caesar. Uh, Just a spectacular, spectacular movie and absolutely imprint the image of uh, Channing Tatum, like, you know, recreating the George Washington painting as he's like, you know, on his little rowboat out towards the submarine carrying his little dog. Uh, Incredible stuff. Evan, third overall yeah. pick, my friend. Okay. Um, honestly, it's kind of funny because I'm I'm not sure if I should be like taking ones that I think you guys might take, but I'm honestly not sure if you guys want to take any of my top ones, which makes this kind of fun. Um, that you've had some great picks. Hail Caesar was a good one. I'm gonna take 2015's The Witch. Nice. I just think that this is a year. There's other good, really good movies. I mean, obviously, this is the year of the lobster. So I easily could have ended up with the lobster and been happy with it. Mad Max Fury Road. There, I shouldn't name movies. We, I shouldn't do that. But I just love The Witch so much. Name movies. We, I, I named, I named so many movies, dude. You should do it I, too. It's okay. I, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, go crazy here and step on anybody's, uh, step on anybody's spot. But um, this is just one of those years that has a lot of good movies and. The Witch is my favorite A24. We were talking about that the other day, and I think that is, like you guys are saying, sort of the studio of the time. So it seems fitting. 
Love that. Uh, I think that's a great pick. Thanks. I am conflicted now. I've got two. Evan, you've avoided the twofer for this entire draft. You won't ever have a turn back-to-back. How do you feel about that? I am a little bit bummed out about it because I keep wanting to pick between two movies, and it would be so nice if I I was able to just be like, I'll take both. (laughs) So I think for this pick, for my third pick, I'm going to have to go again with a – I think after Wolf got taken off the board, I got to go with my second pick of 2013 so that I don't get stuck with my third. Uh, So I'm going inside Lewin Davis Mm. for 2013. Um, Just a deeply personal and sad movie um, and also an incredible Oscar. Isaac performance. Oh, yeah. uh, Absolutely adore, adore, adore this film. Now I kind of – kind of feel like I got carte blanche a little bit because there aren't a ton of movies off the board that like I'm invest heavily invested in mm. but you know what I think I'm gonna go 2015 I'm gonna kind of this is a little bit of strategy here I'm gonna go 2015 spotlight uh, I'm okay. gonna go spotlight for it's very for number good pick. four very, yeah very I think good pick. When I think about the landscape of movies that are still out there, uh, we we just talked about Spotlight. Was that on the pod or was that like after we had stopped recording? Um, I don't but, know. I, it was yeah. definitely recently, though. It's yeah, really good. And I think, you know, 2015 is like a very interesting year in movies. Uh, and there's some really good ones. But Spotlight for me is the one that I kind of had at number one that I wanted to take. And so uh, I'm happy that I was able to get it before somebody else took it off the board. Evan, back to you. All all right, back to me. Um, Hmm. What do I want to do here? This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go 2012's Moonrise Kingdom. I got to get a Wes on here. He does feel like one of those guys that I have to... That I have to, uh, I have to get. I love the performances in this movie. I mean, we've talked about it before, but Bruce Willis, one of my favorite Bruce Willis performances in this movie. One of my favorite Edward Norton performances. Really good uh, Francis McDormand, Bill Murray back and forth. There's just, it's one of those movies where I feel like there's not a minute in it that I don't like. Yeah, I think that's a phenomenal pick, and I'm kind of looking at my list. I'm a little. That was like, yeah. Maybe I wanted that one. Maybe Did you I have it on the long list? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Big time. Um, I, I was, I thought I was gonna be able to sneak a couple more rounds in based on the trajectory that you guys are going, but uh, unfortunately not. Chip, you got two here, my friend. You got your fourth and fifth picks. Um, it was nice to know that Moonrise was gonna be picked in one of the because it wasn't gonna be one of my 2012. So I, I could literally like go down the list and be like, okay, one of Jed or Evan will take Moonrise in 2012. Mm-hmm. One of them will take Budapest in 2014. I think. I think that's a little project. I'm projecting right now, but I'm I'm happy to see the West that? corner. Why would you say that? Out Liz, it's okay. It's okay to be predictive here. So I've got two picks to make. I do think I could start to play a little bit of the long game now, um, because I think I've got a couple of specialties, little special chip corners, and I want to carve out in some of these years, mm. but. I do think that one that might get taken is 2015 Sicario. Oh, good pick. 
very, very important movie to me. Um, It, without a doubt, like one of the most like kind of fucked up movies you'll ever watch. Like not necessarily because of what you see, but because of like just the the characters and just everything surrounding that movie is so gnarly. And I can't like it. It's probably the most messed up movie that I love to rewatch. And that's that's a theme that's coming back with a lot of these picks here. I just got to say, Chip, you just got fucking got, brother. We both already picked 2015. You could have Sicario whenever you <laughs> liked it. You just burned it. You Did got I just got. Burn it? I oh, no. This is this is a lack of strategy on my end, then, uh, clearly. But that's how important Sicario is to me, that I'm eschewing strategy because I feel like it needs to be selected at this point in the draft. You I don't just wanna, need it. I don't want to disrespect. You just you okay. need it. You need it. Hmm. Okay. Chip, don't don't fuck me here. I feel like we're thinking of the same. I feel like I have this small intuition that we're thinking of the same movie. What do you got? I don't. I don't quite know if we are. So, but hmm. I'm going to take in 2011. I'm going to take margin call. Wow. Very nice pick. I don't know if this is a good pick necessarily. Um, because Girl with a Dragon Tattoo is right there, and I'm disrespecting David Fincher, and I apologize to him. <laughs> that's Evan, Evan's, Evan's that's really not the one it. that I was thinking of in this moment, but it's a great movie. There's a lot of great movies. Great movie. It is. Dragon Tattoo. Maybe because I needed like to not have... Like, like, okay, Margin Call is also obviously a messed up movie, but maybe Sicario and Dragon Tattoo back to back is just too much even for me. So, but Margin Call is like actually one of the smartest, most underseen movies that like you could ever ask for. Um, it's just, it's the bare bones men in rooms talking um, that we love, that we, that we just love. And it's, it's one of the great YouTube movies too. Just fire up a scene anytime. Yeah. Really interesting, by the way, just like an observation. Chip, you, that was your first pick kind of not on the back half of the decade, which I thought was interesting. Your first four picks were all yeah, true. Kind of late, late decade, which I thought was interesting. Um, whereas I've favored front half and Evan's been a bit more of a mixed bag. So interesting. Just, just you know, some uh, completely unfounded observations. You know, Another, just the, Don, the Donald Trump era gave us great art is really my thought on that. Another <laughs> small note that just shows how in sync we are. Both of those picks, Chip, were number four on my long list for the respective years, 11 and 15, which I know it sounds like a slight, but it's like, that's so close, right? The margins pun intended are, are quite close, uh, you know, between like great movies and like great with capital a in the middle of it. I don't know, but, um, all right. Is it my pick fifth round? Yeah. Middle. This is almost exactly kind of middle, middle of the middle of the draft after this one. So I'm going to go, no one's taken a 2014 movie yet. This is the movie that I thought Chip was going to take. I'm going to take Inherent Vice. Are you oh, shitting me? I am afraid I'm not. And I really thought that's the one that you were going to take there. Um, and I got really afraid about that because I, I thought, need Inherent Vice. Oh and Chip, God. this is an extra insult to you because you put me onto this movie. When I first saw this movie, I thought it was good, but I didn't quite get it and i was trying too hard to get it and now i've seen this movie four times since that that moment including in 35 at a movie theater and i'm just all in i love the like noir lighting mixed with the beachy vibes and 
you know, bright colors. Um, I love like the the pot smokiness of the movie. Um, it's a great movie. Paul Thomas never, Anderson. I needed I've one. I've never been more upset that you like a movie I recommended. I'm I I, I know. I'm I sorry. I thought I thought I could get that in like the tenth round. I honestly did. I it's knew that one would favorite hurt. Favorite movie of the decade. Yeah, I it's it's up there for me. Like on my long list or, or uh, on the kind of master list, I I have it in the top ten. I literally was like, 2014, I'll get inherit vice in like the seventh <laughs> or eighth round. It won't like. Oh my god, I appreciate the compliment. I'm sorry, man. No, yeah. it's okay. I'm glad that you've seen the light on how like perfect that movie is. It's but. perfect. Holy shit. This uh, no. this draft is becoming strangely hard because you guys aren't knocking a lot off of my like my personal list. Like I said, I think there's a lot on my list that wasn't gonna be on your guys's. Kind of so same. I'm like, and now I'm like, fuck. Like, how do I like how like how do I approach this? Um, I'm with you, Jed. Out of the nine you guys have picked, I think only three were on my list. Two. Actually. Yeah, I'm I'm looking like Wolf Moonrise. Portrait, Hail Caesar, Phantom Thread. Yeah. That's five of the ones you guys, of the 10 that you guys have picked. Very nice. Uh, All right, what you got? All right, so I'm going to get my first pick out of the way before I talk about my dilemma. Uh, (laughs) Number five, 2012. I'm taking Skyfall. Okay. The best best Bond to do it. Uh, I think just, I mean, we're going to talk about you know, we're gonna thirst trap hard next week when we talk about our top five actors working right now. But one of the one of the most like sexually charged uh, scenes between two male actors uh, of the decade uh, happens in that movie, and uh, it sticks with me. Things that I think about every day, Chip. Like you were talking about things you think about every day. I think about uh, that scene. Two rats. Um. Anyway, and then my sixth pick. I'm going to go in the year 2016. Mm. There's a movie that's sitting right there that I should take. And I can say it because after I don't take this movie, nothing's going to stop the other person from taking it because Hail Caesar's already been taken. That movie's arrival is just sitting there. That's what should be taken. Oh. That's not, not who I am. It's not what I'm about. That's why I'm taking everybody wants some at nice uh, from 2016. <laughs> my, my top that, three of that year is Arrival, Everybody Wants Some, and Hail Caesar. That movie uh, means so much to me, and I just couldn't bear not having Everybody Wants Some. Uh, endlessly rewatchable, endlessly fun. Uh, Link later. Mwah, 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 mwah. I love you. Uh, just um, so much fun, so heartfelt. And it gave us Zoe Deutsch, or gave me, it introduced me to Zoe Deutsch. And so I'll, I'll, you know, have him to thank for that. Uh, Evan. So do we just, Evan, have you picked a 2016? No, uh, Evan, no, I have not. So we just lobbed a rival like straight into your lap. Um, maybe. Well, let me, I let me, don't know. Yeah, I'm being, I'm so I will say on my list, and they're close, but I have a rival second in 2016. And the movie that I have number one is still there. So okay. I'll make a choice on that. Come, come. Down the line. Happens. Should we do a quick... We're halfway through. Should we do a yeah. quick recap? Let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Let's, um, let's Chip, do, you go first. What? Let's do a recap. Yeah. Let's do a recap. This is going to sound weird. Okay. But let's do a recap based on years. 
so that people understand what years are still on the board. If that makes Lowest sense. first? Yes. So okay. like in 2010, I'm the only one that's taken one in 2010, I believe. Social network. Who has 2011? So far okay. we have Mark. Let's, okay. We could do it this way. How about, oh, I, what if Chip just starts with his lowest one and just says like 11, 15, 16, like that sort of thing. And we can that's mark fine, it. That's fine. Let's, let's do it. Cool. Um, I have 2011. I have nothing in 2010. 2011, I have margin call. Nothing in 2012. Nothing in 2013. Nothing in 14. In uh, 2015, I have Sicario. 2016, Hail Caesar. 2017, Phantom Thread. Nothing in 2018. In 2019, I have Portrait of Lady on Fire. Okay. I have nothing in 2010 or 11. I have 12, 13, 14, 15. Those are Moonrise Kingdom in 12, Wolf of Wall Street in 13, Inherent Vice 14, The Witch 15, nothing in 16 yet, Get Out in 17, and then nothing in 18 or 19. And I've got 10 through 16 all the way down. Uh, I got Social Network, Moneyball, Skyfall, Inside Lewin, Davis. Oh, actually, I apologize. I don't have anything in 2014, so I overstepped. Uh, but in 2015, I have Spotlight. And then 2016, I have Everybody Wants Some. So there's a lot of movies out there. There's, you know, four or five picks, depending on who's going, still out there on the board. Um, let's dive in. Evan, Okay. your sixth pick. All right. For my sixth pick, I am going to take 2018's The Favorite. Mm. Um, I, I came into this draft with the with the thought process of wanting to get my guys and gals, right? And Yorgos Lanthimos. I mean, I already sort of, uh, you know, screwed him over taking the witch over the lobster because we all know how much I love the lobster. But the favorite is amazing. I also just gave Olivia Coleman my number one actress uh, award, right? A couple weeks ago on this year podcast, I had a rank number one. And I think this is her best performance. This is the, the performance that had me fall in love with her. So the same way that I would look at a movie like Taxi Driver for De Niro, I look at, you know, the favorite for Olivia Coleman. It's like the start of something amazing. It's an awesome performance. She won an Oscar, got nominated for Best Picture. I love this movie. Yeah, it's a great awesome pick. pick. Chip, you have two picks, my friend. Mm, this is very interesting. Um, <laughs> I keep saying that. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it, it, The intrigue is you're so correct, though. I am correct, but I have I actually have no, no idea where anyone's going to go. Time. I have no idea where anyone's going to go. Like, legitimately, like, every time Evan's opened his mouth, I've been surprised by what's come out, except for maybe, maybe Moonrise, because, like, I knew he loved that movie, and that was still on the board. But, like, Inherent Vice... You can't Vice be a, surprised about Wolf, right? I feel like. No, no, but I... I but I hear you. Like, the no witches and Wolf. stuff is out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm still I'm still pretty upset about inherent vice. Um, 2014, I'm gonna take Ex Machina. Ooh, nice. That's gonna be my backup to inherent vice. Um, just like a perfect A24 movie, a perfect sci-fi movie. Again, I think a movie that we might talk about next week when we're talking about actors working right now because uh, I think that movie. I don't know if it introduced Oscar Isaac to a lot of people, but uh, certainly made an impact. Oh, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. And moves. then can I go, let's go to 2018. 
And let's mm. let's double up on sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not what you think. Maybe not what you think I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with Claire Denis' High Life. Oh, Robert Pattinson. What? That is not very, what I thought. very very important movie. I didn't know you loved this movie like that. Oh, dude. talk about it. High Life is awesome. It is so weird. It's a total trip. Andre three thousand shows up in this movie. Um, I think I described it as like being the prototype, like for Pattinson as Batman, because he's just like stone cold jaw, buzz cut, very like withdrawn. But there's just a lot of like really weird stuff about like fatherhood and parenthood and like the ideas of of, of raising a child like as a lonely person mm-hmm. and kind of what humanity means and, like the sprawl of the galaxy and just like all of this stuff. Uh, but it's a beautiful movie. Like I've not seen a lot of Claire Denis stuff and it's been like a resolution of mine. I've never followed through one. Um, this is the only one I've seen and it's so it's I, I wanted a little bit of variety with my list too. I wanted to. Uh, represent kind of the weird represent maybe maybe more of the surreal the abstract and this is a really good choice for that annihilation of course was right there under the silver lake also right there three very weird movies were my top three for 2018 your list is fucking sickos only a little bit i'm, I'm, I'm kind of I'm I'm, I'm 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 a little bit i'm it's not hard... off my game but i'm taking some swings oh. here no this is a hardcore list i think it's gonna like a p it's going there are gonna be people they're going to look at your list and be like, without a doubt, 10 out of 10, like, that is my list. Like, the only thing you're missing here is, like, Nightcrawler. You know, it's like, if you have Nightcrawler, then you're entering, like, a, a different realm. Also, uh, some people are going to look at this list and be like, fuck you. You know? I, I really thought but, that was Annihilation. Chip, is that the one that you were sort of, like, you know, yeah. faking me out on? Okay. Yeah, that's, I was, what I, that's what I thought he was going to say, too, when he said sci-fi. I, yeah, I because was like, I have Annihilation on my you know? top three for that year. Um, Annihilation is awesome. Like it's yeah. it's in my top three. Big shout out to 2018's Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Since we're all done with, oh wait, nope, sorry. <laughs> um, I don't, I, I don't, I imagine you're probably not taking that. But I, that was okay. the first movie I ever showed my daughter. It, it is. That's true. It should hold a soft spot. Maybe you could revisit it on her second birthday. Yeah. Exactly. She'll probably she could, be terrified. She could get it this um, time. Yeah. Exactly. The, the opening uh, is pretty rough. But um. Evan. Okay. Round your- seven. Um, I'm going to take my 2019 movie, fantastic movie year. This is a a movie that I feel like is almost becoming underrated at this point. That's 2019's Parasite from Bong Joon Ho. I had it at number one at the time. I feel like lots of people maybe had it number one or number two, and other movies have jumped it since then, right? Like people revisit Once Upon a Time. We've talked about some of those movies. Fantastic fantastic movies out of 2019 and and i'm really disappointed not to be getting a couple of them but i still love parasite so much there's so much imagery from this movie that i feel like i can i can picture so vividly in my head um the the whole sequence you know with the the fake sickness and stuff still just lives absolutely rent free and uh i don't know it's kind of a perfect movie yeah this is the most like probably important and exciting best picture winner of the decade and it's getting picked in the seventh round it's a best picture winner. Yes. Good. Uh, good point. Um, cool. All right. I got two picks. I got three picks left in total. And all of them are from move from movie years that you guys have completed. So I have actually, I'm sorry, I have four picks left in total and they're all, I have full carte blanche. 
to do yeah. whatever I want. I, I like there's not nobody stopping me. So that's true. There's a little bit less strategy, but there's a lot of movies that I still love on the board here. So I'm just going to start knocking them down in in order that they're still on the board. I'm going to go 2014 then because that's the first movie year left. And I'm torn. My top three was Whiplash, Grand Budapest Hotel, and Gone Girl. And they're all still on the board. But I got to pick yep. Grand Budapest Hotel. Of course. My favorite, my favorite Wes Anderson. Uh, I mean, just an absolute masterpiece uh, of film. And I got to go, you know, I got to match Moonrise Kingdom, Evan. I can't let you, you know, try to <laughs> try to steal all the West Head votes from me. Um, and I'm happy you didn't get taken. I was a little nervous that you might you might have doubled up on on West, but happy that I was able to get Grand Budapest. Okay, uh, since like I said, I've I've got full control over everything. I'll just go down my next list uh, or my next movie year on the list, and that's 2017. I'm taking Lady Bird, the Pod movie. I mean, you know the the former collective favorite. I don't know if that's yeah. changed, but uh, Greta Gerwig's absolute masterpiece. You know, one that I know means a great deal to all of us i think you know as kids growing up in catholic school specifically me and evan kids growing up in catholic yep. school in like the area that that movie is set uh yeah i mean what's not to love about lady bird great performances great directing an amazing script uh we've got a lot of movies about fathers and sons not nearly enough about mothers and daughters and i think this is one of the best that we've had in the last you know 15 20 years about mothers and daughters uh, and I love it. So, Lady Bird, that is my second pick. Evan. Yeah. Okay. Nice, nice pick there. Nice pick. Um, I mean, Lady Bird is always a favorite. So, I- I'm in a spot. The only the only spot is 2010 that Chip also has. That's the only spot that I have that somebody else has. But the movie that I'm going to take there, he will never take because I know he doesn't like this movie. So I don't have to uh, I don't have to take it right now. So right now what I'm going to do is take a 2016 movie called Silence from Martin Scorsese. I'm going to double up on Scorsese. This is the movie that I was talking about that I had over Arrival. This is maybe my most non-pandering pick just because I'm pretty sure that most people, uh, you know, if they saw this movie on my list, are going to say, what movie is that? Never heard of that one. Maybe outside of our uh, our marathon Scorsese pod in in which I took it there, but I just love it. I, I think Andrew Garfield is amazing in this movie. I think it's some of Scorsese's best um, like scenic work. I, I just think this movie is gorgeous in its setting, and it, it's another story going back to what you were talking about, Jed. You know, growing up in the faith, it, it's a really interesting movie to watch. It's interesting to watch somebody who also grew up in the faith kind of reckon with what that means and, and what it does to you as a person and, uh, and how people square their faith with the way that they live. So I, I really like this movie. I can't imagine this was on even the long list for either of you guys. You'd be wrong. It was on, it was number three on my list of 2016. <gasps> Whoa. Hell yeah. I fucking love silence. Nice. It's a great movie. Yeah. But I'm also a Garfield stan. Which yeah. is why Under the, Under the Silver Lake was also on my long list. It's yep. a good movie. There you go. Um, so I've got two coming up here. Yep. 2012 is a really interesting movie year. Because there's like two or three like A pluses. And then like a lot of like B minus or B plus movies. That, you know, you can really just have your pick of. I'm not going to pick one of those A movies. And that's 
I'm not going to pick the master because I don't, I don't think I want two PTA movies. Oh, now that I've been in a position where I can't have inherent vice as well. I'm like, okay, new strategy. Let's, let's, let's actually spread it out a little bit more. That's what I was trying to do with movie like high life. And I'm going to keep that strategy rolling here. This is a real time audible adjustment. I love the master. I love PTA. I'm not picking it. I'm going to pick one of those B movies from 2012, and that's Killing Them Softly. Softly, yes. I knew yes. it. Great pick. Great pick. I have uh, this on mine. Killing Them Softly <laughs> is another pretty gnarly movie. My list is full. It, it is absolutely for the sickos. You're 100% right, Jed. But um, Killing Them Softly is just like basically an indictment of American capitalism through the guise of like a hitman um, and how how business operates and it's probably Pitt's most like underrated performance i mean gandolfini is in this this is a uh kind of a bare knuckle drag them out movie that i'm a really really big fan of um and then so that's 2012 and then 2013 this is like 2013 is is an interesting year um i'm gonna take before midnight in 2013 oh great choice which of all of the messed up movies I've watched, this is somehow the least rewatchable and the one that I would refuse to rewatch, like even right now, because I'm not sure I've ever seen like a more honest depiction of like a couple's struggles, you know, like to see Hawk and Delpy like duke it out and like you don't really feel a lot of resolution at the end. You feel some resolution and maybe that's like the point. Maybe the idea is that, you know, there are certain fights that there's never really going to be. A winner there's certain fights that will never end in total happiness but you go out to dinner anyway and you go out to get a coffee anyway even if you have been yelling at each other for like an hour and 10 minutes Mm -hmm. it's so interesting as well it's just an it's so wild that he decided to make this movie and to make it about what it's about after two of the most like easy breezy beautiful installments in the in the previous before sunset before sunrise and then just to make it about two, like, 47-year-olds that maybe aren't in love with each other anymore. It's unreal. It, that movie's amazing. As a as a child of divorce, I will say that Before Midnight hits exceptionally hard. It, uh... As a that's a great pick. Person. I was not expecting that one. That's a great pick. Um, it's also, basically a horror movie for me, by the way. For a married I was gonna person, say, it's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a complete... It's yeah, it's so it's so fucking scary that movie. Yeah, dude, it's like, a you're just like movie. you're like because I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but and I know we're going on a little bit of, ta- of a tangent, but that's a masterpiece, so I'm oh, comfortable with good. it. Um, yeah. I feel like the perspective that that movie gives is that you know what sometimes this is just unavoidable. Sometimes people two people just grow apart, and there's nothing mm-hmm. that you can you can do about it. And I feel like that's firmly the stance that they take. Yeah. That scares me more than anything. Anyway, yep. Evan, uh, you have a pick to make your uh, your ninth overall pick. Absolutely. As a brother myself, how can I not take my favorite filmmakers, the Coen Brothers 2010 picture, True Grit? Nice. This is the movie that I had at number one in 2010, and I'm going through my long list. I think it was pretty well actually no it wasn't comfortably there um social network was it's it's basically arm in arm with social network social network probably edges it out a bit so nice pick there jed but i, I couldn't go through this draft without taking a coen brothers movie 
I think every time I watch this movie, I love it more and more. Every time I watch this movie, I move it up my Cohen rankings. I definitely know that at this point. I think I have it at like five. And when I took my first pass, I'm pretty sure I had it like nine or ten. Um, I truly do think it's a masterpiece. I actually really love Matt Damon in this movie. If there's a reason to return to this movie, it's to check out his like 15-minute sequence. Um, and Haley Steinfeld. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. When this movie came out in 2010 and I was 14 years old, and Haley Steinfeld showed up in the first scene in this movie, I was pretty, pretty excited about where the movie was going. And not just because she's obviously good looking and was my age at the time, but I loved like the pit of, it was 2010. I was 14. Oh, I know. I know. It's, I know. No, it's just a hilarious intro. We're not. Oh, no one's I was like pretty you're not excited about where I this thought, I thought you were saying it's like a scandal. Was I was delivery. like, hold on. No, no. It, was, it, was the del- it was just the delivery. You were yeah. like, you were like, I was pretty excited about where this. <laughs> I was. I was just like, wow. too, on like the date and time. <laughs> I was like, you know, for at my age, the exact same age, I was like, she's good looking. She talks really fast, seems very smart. And she legitimately seems like she's my age. And that does not happen very often. I feel like in serious movies, especially playing a serious part and not kind of being the the like ridiculous um, you know, plot contrivance that that has to like spill something in order to move the you know move the story along or something like that. Okay, uh, so I've got two picks left, uh, and, and so I'm gonna start off with uh, 2018. Tell me something, girl. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Spider Verse? What? Yeah, I'm gonna take Spider Man into the Spider Verse uh, for 2018. Complete hard left turn you guys were not expecting that uh, i had this all p- completely planned i don't know if i've ever heard um, you talk about a superhero movie besides I don't like batman think i have but either but this isn't a superhero movie that's the thing this is a beautiful animation film about self-identity um and i think that you could argue that <laughs> spider-man into the spider-verse is the most influential animated film of the decade uh and I kind of wanted to represent an animated film on here. I was fully prepared for it to be Coco if you guys took Lady Bird uh, in 2017, but that didn't happen. And so I decided to go Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I thought it would be a, a nice little curveball, especially because I introed it with the Stars Born, which was number two on like that would have been number the other option that I had. Jed, uh, who is the uh, who is the main character in this picture that you're talking about? Miles. Oh, Miles. Right, right, right. <laughs> are, you like, are you asking? Uh, well, no, I'm just wondering who, who the main character in this non-superhero movie is. <laughs> oh. Oh, you're trying Famously to Famously one of the... Okay. Just, maybe the most should, famous superhero of all time is, is the main roll, character let's, in this non-superhero movie. Let's roll movie. the tape. The way he said that was like, you've never seen this movie. Am I wrong? It, no, it definitely I, I was. That's, that's, part of, that's part of it. You, it was very much like... Uh, you're with me. <laughs> You're with me, not against me right now. That's what I was going. I'm just, I'm dumb. No, I, 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 I'm not sure who's, who's the star of this picture. Here's the deal. It is Spider-Man. There are multiple. There are Spider-Men. Um, Spider-Man. Speaking Spider-Man of creatures. Haley Steinfeld, we talked about Haley Steinfeld earlier. Uh, she, you know, voices Ghost Spider. She does. In this, in this. Um, this is a I great movie. No, I, I, yeah, it's a great movie. I, I, uh, candidly, I watched it for the first time probably like a couple months ago, just with with charlie and i was like holy shit like this is actually amazing uh 
but the, and I think the animation style has been super influential. And, and I think when I thought about an interesting pick and a way to incorporate animation, because I love animation and I watch a ton of animation, you know, whether by choice or, you know, by Charlie pinning me down to the mat, uh, I, I felt like animation needed to be represented on this list and, and superheroes needed to be represented. Sure. I mean, sure. I'm not saying yeah. that's why you did it, but like, it would be pretty wild if we walked away with 30 movies and didn't have one that was even like connected to the superhero world. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're talking about like Infinity War and Endgame being arguably the two biggest movies. Like, yeah, you know, Black Panther was successful. one of the most critically acclaimed, you know, superhero movies of all time. Like, there's a lot of juice yeah. in there. No, 100%. Um, but this was my more for the animation thing, less for the superhero thing. Yes. I, you know what? I take it as a compliment that you've like, I've never heard you talk about a superhero movie. I thank you. You know what? I, I take that as a huge, uh, huge compliment. Um, and we're going to go away from a superhero movie for my pick for 2019. I'm so torn between two movies. These are the two movies that have grown on me the most in that year. But they've grown on me in different ways. I'm many things. I'm a man. I'm a father to daughters, but more than anything, I am a father. So that's why I got to pick Ford B. Ferrari, right? Oh, you know, cars yeah, go boom. Yeah, you know, like I was, it was between Little Women and Ford B. Ferrari. I thought it was going to be I, my Little Women. I love Little Women. Uh, it's a masterpiece. Greta deserved better, but man, there's no better feeling than firing up Ford B. Ferrari on a Sunday afternoon. I probably watched this movie more than any other movie from this decade, I think. That's awesome. No, no. Maybe Moneyball. Maybe Moneyball. This, Moneyball on Sky, Skyfall so, would be up there. So the Irishman is not getting picked. Holy shit. To that I say good. Um, oh my god. It's an embarrassment upon me. I am ashamed of my performance in this podcast. I was going to say, I got two Scorseses, so I, I got to bow out of the criticism on this one. I got our little, little bushy-eyebrowed friend. Right we all got we all got a Cohen though, so that's good at least. Yeah, right. I do yeah. love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know those aren't inherently related, but it's like you didn't. It wasn't a total loss. It's not like we mm-hmm. you know went over. Um, yeah. So is I'm, that your, I'm is that your draft, then, Jen? That's my draft, man. That's I think I've got a lot of I've got a lot of variety. I think I've got some popular favorites. I've got some picks that represent who I am as a person, and I think I got you know a couple wild cards. So I'm feeling good. Uh, Evan, you got one more pick. I do. And, you know, I I just wanted to say that this was the year for me that I thought I could wait on the longest because I struggled the most with the list. Not that I love these movies, but you guys both took them early and that helped me a lot. Just not have to stress about this year. I loved your guys' picks, but in 2011, I'm taking The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, a movie that was mentioned on this podcast earlier. I'm kind of rounding it out, getting my Fincher. Um, Another movie so similar to true grit in that it's not the first one that i think of when i think of this director but when i imagine fincher's exacting style the more i watch this movie it kind of starts to become the blueprint for everything that he does um almost more than for me personally like a zodiac or something for what i really love in fincher and that's that pace like this movie really does have a pace even though it's like a two hour and what 44 minute movie about you know, two people solving uh, 
a murder that's like 30 years old. Like it's 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 not exactly the fastest moving movie you'd think. But um, great Craig, we've talked about him. Great uh, Rooney Mara, big fan of this movie. Love great the love Sel- the cold in this Selling movie. Skarsgård. Great Skarsgård. Great Oinoko Flow. Um, oh, one of the best right. torture scenes of the uh, of the decade for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, big torture scene year. Top five uh, torture scene pod. Ooh, I can the be viewer, into that. Viewer numbers on that are going to skyrocket. When Jed I, has I think... his third child, <laughs> Chip <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I will just be going back and forth about Eli Roth's Hostel for yeah. an hour and forty minutes. And number one is actually the way that they're going to be performing my vasectomy, the Casino Royale torture scene. To the left, a bit to the left. Bitch. Wow. Oh. All right, we got one more pick in this draft before yeah. we get to wrap it up. Chip, I believe based on my math, I have no idea what. 2010. 2010. Oh, yeah, 2010. You know, Jed, when Evan. My former friend, Evan Fagundes, stabbed me in the back and took an hair advice from me. You know what I want? You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to sidebar with you, Jed, and I wanted to ask you for your help. And I couldn't tell you what it was, and you couldn't ask me about it later, but we're going to hurt some people. Whose car are we going to take? Whose car are we going to take? <laughs> I'm taking this, this town. I, I almost took this number one overall. I had legitimately, <laughs> it was like, I. <laughs> I yeah. wanted somebody to take social networks so I could take the town. Uh, what a fucking film. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's a perfect movie. <laughs> I, I'm losing it in my critical analyses of these movies as we're in this last round here. Um, but we've, we've done a podcast about the town. It's such a fun movie with like surprisingly such strong performances, like from Renner, from Affleck, from Lively. It's so it, it's just it's the grimy of Boston, right? And it's smart and it's violent and it's a lot of fun and really quotable. I mean, I think it's a fantastic pick. Uh, I just think I, iconic is the word that comes to mind when you think mm-hmm. of the town. You think of the masks. You think of all the the lines. Um, and I'm you know excited we get to add to the the Affleck verse. Yeah, uh, here here in. Next weekend? Next right? weekend, air. Oh, my God. Michael uh, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, that's it. That's our draft. You guys want to recap real quick? Uh, let's go through best we can uh, based on the years. So 2010 through 2019. Chip, walk yeah. me through. 2010, I've got The Town. 2011, Margin Call. 2012, Killing Them Softly. 2013, Before Midnight. 2014, Ex Machina. 2015, Sicario. 2016, Hail Caesar. 2017, Phantom Thread. 2018, High Life. 2019, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Wow. Evan. Jesus. Um, 2010, True Grit. 2011, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. 2012, Moonrise Kingdom. 2013, The Wolf of Wall Street. 2014, Inherent Vice. 2015, The Witch. 2016, Silence. 2017, Get Out. 2018, The Favorite. And 2019, Parasite. And I had 2010, The Social Network, 2011, Moneyball, 2012, Skyfall, 2013, Inside Lewin Davis, 2014, The Grand Budapest Hotel, 2015, Spotlight, 2016, Everybody Wants Some, 2017, Lady Bird, 2018, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, 
and 2019 Ford v Ferrari. How does, every, how does everyone feel? Because I I feel like I've been I feel like I've been floundering in the shallow end for like 30 straight minutes. Uh, I love I I really I like my list a lot. I got a lot of ones that I really wanted. I like. I, I'm not trying to be a dick chip, but I like Evan's list a lot. <laughs> I like Evan's list Ooh, a lot. Thank you. I fucking do too. It's got a <laughs> lot. It's got a lot of variety. I think that's something that. Um, but Chip, I mean, Hail Caesar, you know, one of my four favorite movies of all time, according to Letterboxd. Um, <laughs> absolutely love that movie. Uh, you have some absolute bangers. The Town, Hail Caesar. I mean, they're all bangers. They're all great movies, right? We, I don't think any of the movies that we took today are bad movies. Um, I think you, you, if I read this list without listening to the draft, I would have been like, ooh, he was in a mood. He was Chip was in a mood tonight. I was put into a mood. Like the mood. I was like, I don't have any baggage right now. The baggage might come to me. And the baggage was placed like like Evan just threw like seven Louis Vuitton suitcases at me and was like, carry these around for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I didn't mean to do you like that, Chip, but man, part of it is just like you really got a hard O's list. You're 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 out here watching some hardcore ass movies like you're turning off sicario turning on ex machina and then turn it on before midnight like you're trying to destroy lives with your movies and i like that jed the more i look at your list it's a really good one and now i'm like wow jed is is the kind of the mc of this podcast right uh, the the leader he and he bends the podcast to his will because this list is literally what we talk about every single fucking week <laughs> <laughs> the Social Network, Moneyball, Skyfall, Everybody Wants Some, Lady Bird, Ford v. Ferrari. These are movies that we literally reference every single week on this podcast. In Jed's defense, we all love those movies. No, no, no. It's that's exactly if... what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay. I, I Maybe it didn't come across that way. I'm with him. Like, I, am I, I talk about those movies because when he brings it up, I'm like, Ford v. Ferrari. Let's do five minutes on it. I'm ready. You're so right, though, that, like, in comparison to something like my list, which is like, all right, we'll give Chip three minutes on whatever this random subject is. Yeah, like, you and I are like, James Gandolfini in Killing Them Softly something, and Jed's like, I have two children. Like, I need to go inside. (laughs) He's like Billy Zane in Titanic. He's like, I have a child. Yeah, I have a child. (laughs) But think about it, too. It's like, like what happened, literally, he picked High Life, and Evan's like, whoa, I didn't know you rode for that movie. I think it's the symptom of being the conversational director of the podcast is we end up talking about things that I'm interested in because I'll be like, no, we could take we could take time for that. But that's no one. I love it. Other than my own. But it's all uh, of our alley. Yeah. But I feel really good about this, about the list. Uh, I feel good. Honestly, I feel good about all our lists. Uh, I think they represent us as as co-hosts, uh, you know, pretty well. I would have loved to see Chip maybe throw like cars three in there i think that would have really rounded out yeah. his you know kind of his journey on the as a co-host but other than no, that no I pixar movies in this draft i don't think no right Pixar movies no i like i said i was gonna take coco coco was on my list for 2017 if somebody was gonna take lady bird i was taking coco yeah i mean pixar uh, had like a I, stronger pre-2010 so but ooh, that's actually an interesting uh go back idea. listen to the pixar draft and and for our listeners out, we've, we've talked All about right. this but we can debate who had the best list all we want, but it's really going to be up to you, our loyal and loving listeners. Yeah. You got to go vote on Twitter. 
by the time you listen to this, there should be a poll out on Twitter with a graphic shows everybody's picks and you guys will be able to vote who has the best list. Uh, whether it be me, Evan or Chip, we'll know who the sickos are based on, on, uh, on who votes for Chip. Let's just put it that way. Uh, thank you guys as always for listening. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at Flick and Scream. That's where the poll is going to be on Instagram at Flicking and Screaming. Uh, and go to our website, flickingandscreaming.com. Um, oh, no, you're good, Jed. If you haven't, nope, sorry. Fuck, I got all fucked up. I thought I was supposed to check my no, phone. No, no, sorry. no, it's no, all, no, sorry. He, uh, sent we'll us the, he sent us a Gmail of the results. Oh. it's it, well, Let's talk about it after because I, I color-coded it and stuff. I went hard oh, this time. Oh, shit. Look wow, at that thing. It's color coded wow. by year, so you oh guys gotta like follow where we. Yeah. Anyway, fucking nerd. That's yeah. absolutely dirty. I love it. Okay. Next week, we're gonna be following up on our top five actresses podcast, and we're gonna be talking about our top five favorite actress working in Hollywood right now. And these could be interesting. I think there's been a lot of turnover in these lists potentially over the last couple of years. So excited to chat with you guys about it. Any parting thoughts? on the 2010s movie draft. I definitely think we got to do some other decades. I think this is a fun way mm-hmm. to do it. It's a really interesting uh, strategy here. And I had a lot of fun. It'd be interesting to like, could you do a decade with like only one genre? Like you had to pick like a comedy from the 2000s, like one per year. Yeah. Cause yeah. you'd get into some, you'd get into the weeds. Yep. That way pretty quickly, which could be really entertaining. Might be hard as podcasters, but could be pretty entertaining. That's true. I, you know, it was just really fun to be able to think about lots of these movies and to be able to throw out this many movies, right? Like that's what we do this podcast for is just to talk about as many as possible. And for us to be able to throw out as many titles as we did was just really fun. This is a great time period. If I could ask you guys, I'm so curious, what is the most off the wall movie that made your like final 30 that you're picking between? Like one of the top three movies from one of these years that you feel is like the farthest removed from expectation. Black Hat. Black Hat. Yeah. I could have guessed that one. Good good call. Good call, Black Hat. 2010, mm. I had some fun ones. I had Unstoppable. I had Black Swan. Ooh. I had The American. Ooh. So the Social Network. Oh, oh, like on your long list. I got Yeah, you. on, the, on yeah, like yeah. the top five or six of. Because yeah, I did yeah. have just 30. Those are good ones. Yeah. Maybe Game Night. I had Game Night on my list. Very nice. I almost put Game Night on my list. Mine is very similar. I, I have... um. This is the end. Very similar nice. to Game Night, where I was just like, this to me was by far the best comedy of the year and almost gets there to be in like one of the best couple of movies. And I think this is a weird decade for comedies because like the front half is relatively strong coming off the back of the 2010s. And I feel like Game Night exists kind of in a vacuum of yeah. like great like studio comedies. Well, um, we took the, the best comedies, right? But they're not like big studio comedies anymore. They're like Grand Budapest and... I mean, now we're just Moonrise Kingdom, Hail Caesar, even like True Grit is like kind of played for laughs a lot. Lady Bird is basically a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a different type of comedy. Um, Yeah, really interesting. I think we could revisit uh, that idea of of doing a single genre thing. But until then, until next time, Top 5 Actors next week. Fucking Screaming, I'm Jed Sprague. Evan Vagundas, JG Chipman. Good night, everybody. See ya. Good night, everyone. And now, the starting lineup for your gangsters. What's up, guys? Are you a slacker? Envy. I'm not going to debate you, Jerry.
God bless the internet.